0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. Man, this is a special episode. This is a real special episode. We've been trying to do this for a long time and trying to get this locked in. Uh, so, you know, for a special episode, we have we had to bring a special guest, my guy, Gear from the Super Mario Hoops 24 channel. My guy, how you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Um, you know, today I'm going to be representing the guy right behind you. You know that Michael Jordan jersey, I see it. Um interesting enough, I don't see a Lebron jersey. <laughs> I should have put a LeBron
0: jersey. I just thought about that now, man. I should have put the LeBron jersey on there, man.
1: And it might be hard to see, but um if you can see right there, last shot, game 6, 1998 NBA Finals, right next to my guy D-Rose, of course, who I did the debate with last week. So I I came prepared in the back too, so you know.
0: <laughs> okay, came repping, came repping, big mm. um, Chicago Bulls uh, representative right here, man. <laughs> My God, here, mm. but uh, but but that's exactly what we're gonna get into today, man. If you clicked on this video, you already know what this is, man. This is uh the classic debate, the goat debate, uh, LeBron versus Jordan. I mean, a lot of people, you know, some people say that you know Kobe could be a goat. Some people, you know, maybe even throw in Magic, but I feel like the majority of people argue between. LeBron and Jordan, so um, you know, I thought, why not have this great debate? I I believe LeBron James is the goat. I know my guy Garrett believes that Jordan is the goat. So let's go ahead and get into this. Um, My guy, since you are the guest, I absolutely want to give you the floor first. So I want you to go ahead and go first, and then I'm gonna just go and break down how it's gonna go for the family out there. Uh, So we're each gonna get three chances to go ahead and you know say our our side of the argument, and for every time. Uh, Like Garrett has, Garrett gets a chance. I'll get a chance to rebuttal. And then every time I get a chance to say uh, my argument, Garrett will get a chance to rebuttal. So get all that out the way. And uh, my guy, the floor is yours.
1: Yeah. Um, I will start off by saying with me being a bulls fan, supporting Michael Jordan here. And with you being a Laker, Laker fan supporting LeBron here, it's definitely going to get heated. I think probably more than the average Jordan LeBron debate. Um, So You guys better get your popcorn. Uh, Uh, (laughs) No, Um, but I guess to start off with, um, for my argument, I mean, we're going to have a few times to talk about this. So I'll start it off with, you know, the basic stuff, stuff that most of us know already. Um, The first point I want to touch on, um, like in my first segment is simply winning. Um, And if you look at overall win percentage, uh, Michael Jordan has a 1% higher win percentage. Over his career, than LeBron James, 66 to 65%. Now that might not seem like a lot, but these guys have played over a thousand games, you know? So with more than a thousand games, that's roughly a difference of about two decisive games per season. That's about like 30 or so all time. Like literally for LeBron to catch him, he would have to go on like a 30 game winning streak. And the outlook of the future right now, at least for LeBron or the future and the Lakers, probably not going to happen. Even if they start figuring it out, I don't think they're going to win 30 straight games, especially because LeBron's never done that in his career. Um, you know, looking at the NBA Finals, everyone loves to argue the 6-0 and against the 4-6. and I, I think it definitely plays a part. Um, you know, credit to LeBron for making 10 Finals, but winning six of them and never losing is an insane achievement, especially having six Finals MVPs, which is something that no one else has ever been able to match. And in the Finals, record-wise, game by game, Michael Jordan is 24-11, and in the finals by a game, whereas LeBron James is 22 and 33. So LeBron has even yet to match him in total wins despite making four more finals appearances. So just something to take into account. uh, Michael Jordan also has never lost three consecutive games throughout the whole 1990s. Um, Over that stretch, played 685 games. Other than LeBron's 2012-2013 NBA season, he's lost three straight games or more at least once in every single season of his career, starting from rookie year all the way till now um, in the playoffs, Michael Jordan, 119 and 60 all time, about 66 and a half percent win percentage. LeBron played more games, 174, 92, but that's more than a percentage point lower than Michael Jordan as well. Um, Michael Jordan's made the playoffs 13 of his 15 years. That's roughly 87% of the years, whereas LeBron has made it 15 and 19 years, which Currently is about 79%, but it looks like right now, you know, with them being outside the play in, looks like it's going to be 15 to 20 years. So it's going to be on track to be 75%. And even if they did make the playoffs this year, that would still only be 80% of the time. That's 7% lower than Michael Jordan. So at least for the winning argument, I didn't even really touch much on, you know, per game uh, win-loss records in their regular season. Michael Jordan has a 72-win season. He was a big part of. He has a 69 win season. He was a big part of. He has another 67 win season. He was a big part of. And Michael and I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't have it up here, but I think LeBron's best record was 66 and 16. So that's three seasons right there um, that he has above him Um, in terms of individual accolades, the major stuff, the MVPs in the regular season. LeBron does have four, but Michael Jordan has five. Defensive Player of the Year, Michael Jordan has gotten one. LeBron has not gotten one. And MJ, here's another thing about this too. MJ finished fifth in four years for defensive player of the year. He finished fourth one time. He finished third another year. And he finished runner-up another year. So overall, he was a top five finisher for defensive player of the year eight times. LeBron was a runner-up in 2009 and 2013. And he was fourth two other years. So that's four such appearances for him. Literally half the amount of times. He was up there in the real discussion for defensive player of the year. And even the times he did lose, you know, even though I'm sure you're going to probably make an argument about he should have won in 2013 over Marc Gasol and stuff like that. Let's face it. Like when Michael Jordan was the runner up his one year, it was to Hakeem Olajuwon. I mean, there's a big discrepancy there. Um, in terms of all defensive, Michael Jordan has made nine teams. LeBron has made six. And one of those was a second team. So really he's made five first team all defensive. In terms of league leaders, and this is something I bank on a lot, because if you're leading the league in something, that means like you're dominating the league in a certain category. And as long as it's one of the five major stats, I didn't even really look at uh, efficiency, even though neither of these guys for field goal percentage or three-point percentage ever led the league. Um, But Michael Jordan has 13 of these where he's led the league in something. Ten scoring titles, three-time steals leader. LeBron only has two. One scoring title and one-time assist leader, which is kind of funny to me, considering the fact that LeBron fans always tell me the reason he doesn't have as high of a career point per game average or as many scoring titles as Jordan is because he was being fo- he was more focused on a pass-first player. Which, first of all, it isn't true, and I could even get more into depth about that if you want to talk to me about that, you can. But second of all, if that was the case, then I'm just curious why LeBron doesn't have as many assist titles as Jordan has scoring titles or arguably more, because at this point he's played about 400 more career games and five more seasons total. So just something to keep in mind, um, in the playoffs, MJ also has 13 again, where he's led the league in something, 11 scoring titles two steal titles while LeBron has three. Um, and granted all those are scoring titles, but I mean, three to 11, it's a big difference there. Um, Now, games in a season two, I know this kind of goes hand in hand with league leaders. Um, You know, I always wonder what happened to people saying LeBron was the most durable player ever, because for a while, people were trying to say that. And I mean, even though he's played, you know, a lot of games, like when you throw him up with other great scorers, I mean, that's a big reason why he even achieved the all-time scoring record this year. But MJ has played all 82 games nine times in his career. LeBron has only done so once. Um, you know, the real record is that LeBron has, um, after playing about 25% more games and more seasons uh, than Jordan, even though I would expect him to have, probably if he played that many more games and if he is the GOAT, about 25% more achievements than Michael Jordan, um, especially since he came in at an earlier age. And although he is 38, which is pretty old, he's yet to reach Jordan's maximum age in the NBA. So these all-star and all-NBA achievements that he has over Michael Jordan, that tells me maybe he has more years being a top 15, top 25 player in the league. But it also screams to me that Michael Jordan has more seasons being that guy, you know, the number one guy. Stuff like MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, League Leader titles, that's what that all screams to me personally. Um, and I'm not gonna, again, because we're gonna have a few things we're gonna talk about, but um, one other another thing I will mention right now is that Jordan is actually a better jump shooter than LeBron James. Now, statistically, in the NBA Finals, Michael Jordan's a better three-point shooter. Um, Career-wise, regular season and the playoffs, LeBron is a better three-point shooter. But in the Finals, MJ has a better three-point percentage uh, than LeBron. He also has a better free throw percentage and the same field goal percentage. And when it comes to jump shooting as a whole, MJ's is actually better. So in just the last four years of MJ's career, he shot about 83.5% of his shots from outside 10 feet, whereas LeBron for his career is about 52%, and Jordan's efficiency is more than 5% better. So And and remember, that's just his last four years. They don't have it tracked uh, through his prime or anything like that, but that's also counting his Wizards years when he shot like 24% from three. So just take that into account. Um, you know, there's a reason that people criticize LeBron for saying, oh, he has no bag or no moves. And I'm not going to say that he that's true or anything, but at least compared to like the Jordans or the Kobe's or something that have a higher success in the mid range or from the fadeaway. I mean, LeBron's patented move really is almost like the layup or the dunk because he drives the rim at so much. Like he drives, I think uh, 75% of his shots are around the rim Um, and he's good at it, but Some teams like the 2007 San Antonio Spurs, for example, have used this against him. You know, this is his preferred strength, and they force him to work his magic in other ways, like shooting the ball, a big reason why he shot 35% from the field in that series. And I guess the last thing I'll touch on right now before I I give you the floor is um, just advanced analytics while I'm talking about individual um, league leader stuff and uh, achievements and everything. But in terms of PER ever, uh, MJ has the highest PER of all time. LeBron is third. He actually was second for a while, but uh, Jokic just recently passed him. Uh, Win shares per 48. Jordan is also first ever. LeBron is eighth. Vorp rating average per season. MJ is first. LeBron is second. And in terms of BPM ever, uh, MJ is second. LeBron is third with Jokic again being up there at number one most recently. And these are probably some of the four of the most reliable advanced analytics because they tell us the average value rating of efficiency that a player creates for their team, what share of a winning product they provide to their team, and the difference they make when on the court. And from all, the, all these categories I just listed, MJ has done it better than LeBron. And some of them, he's like literally right behind him. You know, he's that first guy right behind him. So it only adds the element that LeBron James is not as good. As Michael Jordan. And again, I have more stuff to say, but I'm not going to say it right now. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the floor right now. Um, and I'll get ready to make my rebuttal points as you start going. So okay. you can go ahead.
0: All right, here we go. So first, before I get to my like argument that I built out, I'm going to get to some of the points that you talked about. So I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and rebuttal to um, your argument, right? So I might be bouncing all over the place because you know, I was trying to write as you were talking and all that. But um, you know, one of the one of the things that you said, and so you you were talking about how Michael Jordan never lost, you know, three straight games uh, or more, but you know, LeBron did. And 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 I, you know, one thing I like to say is that you know, men lie, women lie, but numbers don't, man. And that and that is facts is facts. But one thing that we also know is that LeBron James faced tougher competition and not just in the finals, not just in the playoffs throughout, th- throughout his career, he's faced t- tougher competition. I mean, the NBA is at its all time skill level. The NBA is at a all time uh, uh, efficiency rating. The NBA is at all time. This is the best that we've seen players. Um, I'm not saying it, that players weren't good back then players were more physical, but they weren't more, they weren't more skilled. And um, and again, uh when people talk about that physicality point it it really kind of irks me because it's like you can't act like these guys nowadays aren't physical you can't act like they're they're scared to be physical just the the way the game is called the game is different so they have they have to be less physical or else they're just going to fall out um you know in the in the in the first quarter so that's you know one thing i wanted to touch on um and then you know I, i also wanted to touch on you know you were talking about uh, some of the uh, um, awards, right? And, you know, you said that Jordan has that one depot, and I'm going to touch on that in my arguments, too, and, you know, versus LeBron not having one. Um, but, I mean, let's be real. Errors were just different. Like, the that, the, errors, the errors were just different. Big, uh, back then, guards and, you know, one to two to three men, they could win defensive player of the years. Ever since, ever before Marcus Smart won this last year, we all know that D- defensive players of the years for all the 2000s have been basically been almost every single time going to big men, going to big men, going to big men who are leading the league in blocks. Uh, it's never really often uh, the, guard, the, the, the guard plays. I believe one of the few guard plays um, from the 2000s, I, I believe might've been Tony Allen and then, um, and then Marcus Smart had got his this, uh, this last year. And then you know another point you touched on was talking about michael jordan's uh, efficiency and i don't i don't want to misspeak so you know feel free to you know barge in and let me know if i'm if i'm wrong and misspeaking but i think you said that michael jordan was more efficient from his career is is that is that correct or you, you didn't say that? and i mean no, from the so field.
1: so when i was talking about per like i was talking about he has a higher career per than um lebron and also vorp rating average plays a part in efficiency as well so what those tell me to me is that they provide more of a value rating of efficiency for their team than, uh, LeBron. And also like when I was talking about like jump shooting, like as a whole, like jump shooting, like if you combine mid range and three pointers, like Jordan's actually like substantially a more efficient player than LeBron. People might think it because, you know, LeBron has a higher three point percentage or something, but that it's actually not true. So that's what I was saying, um, earlier though.
0: Got you. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So I, I thought you were referencing the point of like field goal percentage and career field goal percentage and three point percentage. Cause at that, LeBron has beats out Jordan in both. Uh, LeBron is 50% from the field for a career. Um, Jordan at 49% from the field for a career. LeBron James, 34% from the the three point line for the career. So Jordan's 32. Um, And then, and then one of my last rebuttal points that I want to bring up is, you know, you kind of, you were wondering, you know, why LeBron. Um, well, well, you, you were saying that, you know, you, I guess you didn't, you didn't agree with it, but you were saying, I guess, you know, LeBron doesn't have like a bag like Jordan and and Kobe. Okay. That's wild to me because he (laughs) leads the NBA in all time scoring. Like there's no way you can get there just by being stronger and bigger than everyone. Like there that, that it doesn't, it doesn't happen like that. I agree. LeBron is bigger and stronger than a lot of people. And he bulldozes his way to the hoop. But you can't get to the spot like that, not having a elite, elite bag. And I mean, look at he's, his bag is so deep that he's actually been able to change his bag. Kind of actually similar, similar to what Kobe Bryant did. Kobe Bryant came into the league when he was froby, right? Dunking on everybody, getting to the hoop. That's what LeBron did. LeBron was that assassin, that athlete. Um, every time he's dunking, elbows at the rim. And now as he's gotten older, he's, transitioned, he's transitioning his game. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a perfect story if you look at it. He came into the NBA dunking over everybody, putting his nuts on Ray Allen's face on that, on that, you know, alley oop from from, uh, from Norris Cole and all that. And now he hit the bucket to become the all time NBA leading scorer a fadeaway Like that is just beautiful transition of the game, man. But that, that was just what I want to talk about from my rebuttal. So let me go ahead and then get into my um, my argument here. Uh, so I'll go ahead and get that started and i bro- i broke this down into 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 six reasons into i guess six reasons or six categories as to uh why lebron james is a uh, in my opinion the goat and better than michael jordan uh, but one thing that i do want to mention at the top of my argument is like man like put a family out there at home like and even even you Garrett, like we got to remember like comparing players across eras is so difficult it's so difficult because the era was just two totally different era era so they're like different things are, are measured as good and different things are measured as bad. So that's the one thing I wanted to say, but I'll go ahead and jump into my first point. And that's going to be versatility, man. I mean, LeBron honestly might be one of the most versatile players like of all time. Uh, he's, uh, he's, extremely, he's extremely versatile and can play one through five and excel at one through five. Uh, I mean, when we look at it, I just talked about it. He's the NBA all-time leading scorer. He's number four in assists which uh, shows to his playmaking ability, his leadership ability. He's grabbed more rebounds than Jordan throughout his career at 7.5 versus Jordan uh, 6.2, and I'm going to touch on the depot, right? Um, Yes, LeBron James does not have a defensive player of the year. Should have had a defensive player of the year, but this is not shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? (laughs) Michael Jordan, he does have a defensive player of the year, but again, I just can't sit here and tell you, I think Michael Jordan's a better defender than LeBron because of that depot, because of errors were just two completely different eras. And I mean, when we look at what makes a defender is build, is athleticism. And I mean, look at LeBron's build, 6'9", 250 versus Michael Jordan: 6'6", six, 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 210. As a defender and in their prime, in their heydays, I'm taking LeBron James. And I mean, LeBron James had a game-winning block. Like that block he had on Andre Godala, ended up ultimately being a game winning block which helped the cav uh, which helped the cavs end up going on to win our championship. I I I don't know many uh, not even just Jordan, many other players in in general um you know that will, will, will you know come up with huge NBA finals game winning blocks like that. Especially the way he ran from the other side of the court to pin that. That was insane. Um but it, it's continuing on versatility, right? Um LeBron LeBron's has had to play different roles in in, in his career because this is also because he's been on different teams, but I feel like Michael Jordan his role has always been one thing. It has been to score, go get a bucket. Don't worry about nothing else. And I mean, we can prove this by Scotty Barnes. I uh, mean Scotty Barnes, Scotty Pippen himself uh, came out and, you know, in in an interview he was talking about, you know, that LeBron and Jordan debate and he said what uh, he was t- giving LeBron some credit and he's like, man, what LeBron does on the, on the defensive end, has gotta be impressive because I mean, when you think about it, Scottie Pippen was out there to be Jordan's dirty man, like do Jordan's dirty work on the defensive end. He's going to pick up the other best player on the defensive end. He's going to be scrapping. And I'm, and I'm not sitting here saying Jordan wasn't a good defender, but I'm saying that Scottie Pippen was on that team to help, hide Jordan a little bit so Jordan could get a break and just focus on offense while LeBron never really had that, 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 that luxury. He's on a lot of teams he's been on. He's been asked to be the playmaker. He's been asked to be the scorer. He's been asked to be the, uh, you know, the, the father figure, like the, like the leader, like a veteran. He's a lot of times been asked to be a, a big defender. Um, and I mean, just to kind of close the versatility point, when we, you know, we look at LeBron's ability to control the offense, play different roles, rebound, and defend at a higher level, all better than Michael Jordan, I think would make him a a more versatile player. Uh, But let me get to my my next point here, Um, and that is the consistency, right? Consistency, Uh, LeBron James has been more consistent throughout his career than than, than Michael Jordan. I mean, LeBron James has been remarkably consistent. I mean, when we look at his 10-year run, like 10-year finals run, and and honestly, sometimes when I have this conversation, this argument with people, I really have to have like a human to human moment with them. And this is the way I try to explain it. Like somebody, some kid could have been born, okay? Could have been born and then gone from one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and only seen LeBron James in the NBA finals. Do we understand how absolutely absurd that is? And the the, the difficulty of getting to the NBA finals and then to do it. Ten times is insane. Now I know the point that's going to come is the is the, the 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 winning with it, and then you know the point that rebuttals that is the, the the competition with it. But um, but I'll I'll go I'll go ahead and keep on pushing with the with the consistency. And I mean I just want to kind of you know pull up pull up a little a little a little visual here. So let me know if you could you see that picture, my my boy.
1: Yes, I I can see that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So I just wanted to pull up. This um this picture right here, real quick This is just gonna tell you, this shows LeBron's consistency, man. This just it, it took the average of um of LeBron between these years. So, uh if you're on YouTube, you do see it on the on the on the screen. If you're on podcast, don't worry about it. I will list that off to you. And, uh you know LeBron's um year one through seven, twenty seven point eight points per game, seven rebounds, seven seven assists, um, one point one point seven steals years uh 8 through 11 of his average 26. Point, 26.9 points per game, 7.6 rebounds per game, 6.7 assists per game, one point one point seven 1.7 uh, steals. Years 12 through the years 12 through 15, 26 points per game, um 7 7 rebounds per game, 8 8 assists, 1.4 steals and then this this hasn't even updated. They only have years 16 through 17 and here uh, uh twenty seven points per game eighty one percent from the from uh, eighty one eight rebounds um a game nine assists one point three uh steals and i mean at this age for the fact for lebron to be doing what uh, for lebron's be doing what he's doing and right now at the age of thirty eight uh dominating and i mean i know he's out right now but uh there's times when eight when a d was out and he was the man leading that team man so i mean um when we look at when we look at at, at consistency and When we look at the age, I mean, by the time Michael Jordan was 38, he was probably puffing on cigars and playing golf. LeBron James is still arguably a top player in the NBA. So, I mean, I think LeBron James blew Michael Jordan out of the water in consistency. Also, Michael Jordan played for 15 years versus LeBron, 20 and counting. Um, Who knows how long he will go. Like, I I honestly would not be, like, I guess mind blown if he played another 10 years. It sounds crazy, but... It would not, uh, would not be crazy <laughs> because of the way he's out there. Um, and then also, m- most m- most impressive, uh, is the fact that he was able to stay consistent while facing harder competition. And this is what I was talking about earlier when in, a, in in my in my rebuttal point. Um, I gotta I gotta talk about the fact that this man has has just simply faced harder competition throughout his throughout his career. I I hope um everyone out there can see this. Um, it is just, it's, it's an NBA Finals player comp- uh, co- competition. And I mean, when we look at it, the best couple of players on Michael Jordan's face and his Finals runs have what? Been Magic, uh, older Magic Johnson, John Stockton, Carl Malone, Gary Payton, maybe Charles Barkley. When we look over here at LeBron James side, just, j- just the Spurs alone, it's m- more players. Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, uh, T- Tony Parker. But okay, we can keep it pushing. We can go to the Mavs, Dirk. Jason Kidd, we can go to the Oklahoma City Thunder, Russell Westbrook, Sergi Baca, uh, Kevin Durant, James Harden. I mean, the list goes on. When we start talking, when we start bringing in those Warriors teams that were basically cheat codes, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Andre Ugadala, Draymond Green, uh, Kevin Durant. So you, you're bringing in all Ka- Kawhi Leonard. I, I got Garrett on the show. I got to remember Kawhi Leonard, right? So, man, like Kawhi Leonard, right? So, when, when we look at this, I think uh it, it, it just makes the argument of consistency much more impressive. Cause it's like, dang, you were able to be consistent, more consistent than the other guy and through tougher competition. So I got to give a huge, huge um props for LeBron on that and give him the up on the consistency. And then my last one that I'm going to get to um here uh actually, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm going to go ahead and say that. So you go ahead and, and let me know your rebuttal. And then, um, go ahead and get get into your
1: point but that's that was my first uh, argument for lebron okay um you said a lot of the things that i figured you probably would um but no so actually the first thing i'll use in my rebuttal is uh could you bring up like that graphic you just put up again so i'm just gonna say that right away this is a very misleading graphic um if you look on the right side um you know it says 2007, looking at Tim Duncan and Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili and Bruce Bowen. OK, like it's there's an all star mark by some of these guys as if they're all stars, but they weren't all stars at that point. Right. Like we got Manu Ginobili here. He wasn't an all star in 2007. Right. Or and we're putting in guys like Sergi Ibaka, who even though he was a really good defender, right? And we got Ginobili in 2014. Again, I love Ginobili. Andrew Bogut in here in 2015, right? It's misleading because, yeah, maybe at one point they were all-stars. At one point, they were all defensive, not in the times they played him. Like, I'm seeing Jason Kidd here in 2011. Like, Jason Kidd in 2011, really? Like, I, I would argue he wasn't even a top three player on that team that won the championship, right? And meanwhile, I'm looking here on the left and I'm seeing uh, over here, it looks like there's, um, I think, Clyde Drexler and I think that's Buck Williams. Like, So no Kevin Duckworth, no Jerome Kersey, no Terry Porter, who for a lot of games was actually the best player on that Portland team in that playoff run. I'm looking at this Phoenix team. There's okay Charles Barkley, obviously, league MVP that year. And then I see Dan Marley. I don't see Kevin Johnson at all, who I think most people would agree was the second best player on that team. And if we're doing like one time, at least sometime they were an all-star or something like that, then where's Jeff Hornacek on the jazz, right? Because he wasn't an all-star that those seasons with the jazz, but he was at one point in his career, which I could say the same thing about the Jason Kidd point there. I could say the same thing about, um, you know, Kawhi in 2014 and 2013. I didn't even see he was there both years. How about James Harden in 2012? So you see what I mean? How that's a little misleading. Like, yeah, these players were still effective. They weren't all stars. They weren't defensive players, like for the most part. I'm not well, saying I wasn't
0: defensive player. That's when Kawhi had a breakout year as a defensive player facing so, LeBron. So in
1: 2013 to 2014, you see the star right by Kawhi's name, and you see the star by Ginobili's name. That were dude. they all Were they all stars that year? They yes they no? were not. They, they were okay, not all stars. Okay.
0: But but okay. But yeah. is that is that is that the only thing that, that determines a good player is an all star?
1: No, the only but, thing? I, no. But here's my point: is that you had we're marking it on this graphic. For guys like Ginobili and Kawhi, who weren't All Stars, guys like Kevin Johnson, who was All NBA more times than he was an All Star, and was literally the second biggest reason they made the finals in 1993. Terry Porter as well, who was an All Star for several years. You, you see what I mean? Like Jeff Hornacek was at one time an All Star. So, if let me we're ask gonna you a question real
0: quick, okay, Go ahead. A quick question. Go ahead. Go ahead. I I agree. Even if we take the stars out, even if we say like, okay, they weren't an All Star that year, they were facing LeBron. Mm-hmm. Would you or would you not agree that even with that? lebron
1: still had tougher competition when you just look at those warriors teams. So that brings me to my next point and you can you can put this graphic away now. Okay. Yeah, so that brings me to another one of my points in my rebuttal. Um so at least like <clears throat> when they faced a team in the playoffs ranked top 10 in defensive rating, um Michael Jordan he's 22 uh and 13 in those games 62.8% Win percentage. Whereas LeBron is twenty six and nineteen, a fifty seven point seven percent win percentage against sixty win teams in the playoffs. Michael Jordan is seven and two. LeBron James is three and four against fifty win teams. Michael Jordan is twenty and seven, and LeBron is ten and nine. And I already know that the first thing you're gonna say is, "Well, how about you check seventy win teams? LeBron James he's he's one and zero against seventy win teams against the seventy three win team." Okay. Well, that's because Michael Jordan was that team. You know what I mean? Like one game difference, whoop dee but like he was literally that team, right? So, I mean, you can make that argument all you want, and I'm not denying that 2016 was huge for not, not only just in general as like one of the better titles in recent history, at least, but like it was huge for his career, you know, because it was like he won it with Cleveland. And he needed to win one with Cleveland. It still is like the best title of LeBron's career of the four. So I'm not denying that. But at the same point, it's like, you know, people want to say this stuff like, oh, Jordan never beat a 70, whatever win team. That's because Jordan was the 70 win team. So I mean, that's just something to take into account. Um, a few other things I will say about um my rebuttal is so you said like you were making points about how you think LeBron is uh, you know, the better defender. So over their career, MJ has 4.3 defensive win shares per year, whereas LeBron is 3.9. Actually, it's lower than that. I rounded up. Um, and Jordan also has nine seasons above five defensive win shares, whereas LeBron only has four seasons above that. So, in terms of contributing on the defensive end to a winning product, Jordan has done so twice as much at an exceptional level of over five defensive win shares a season. And for his career, it's still higher. I know the career thing, you probably wouldn't care as much because it's like LeBron's played more seasons. But I think the nine to four um, seasons above five defensive wins, it tells a lot about like how long they were a really elite defensive player. And I think that all defensive teams uh, represent that as well. Um, in terms of LeBron's bag, like yeah, like I'm not going to touch on this much. I mean, I said, like I'm not denying like or whatever. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, he has no bag or whatever but I was just comparing that like to Jordan or Kobe or something compared to them. Like he doesn't look like he has as sick of a bag. And if you want to like disagree, I, that's completely fine. I'm I'm probably not even going to touch about his bag anymore and all this, but uh, I just wanted to make that um, known and something else I will say, I guess. um, Actually two more things I will say. So I know you mentioned like all time scoring leader, and I knew you were going to mention this at least once. So my, my point with this is that if before LeBron was even in the picture for um, being the all-time scoring leader, like the all-time total points leader was Kareem. Okay. And then second was Carl Malone. Third was Kobe. Um, and then fourth was Jordan. Like if we're going to sit here and say, he's like the greatest scorer ever or something like that, because of that, like, it, it just doesn't seem representative of like him as a scorer. Right. Otherwise, you'd have to say, "Well, Carl Malone's like the second greatest scorer, now the third greatest scorer, or something." If we're going to base it off the total points. So I know you didn't really make that argument, like from when I was talking, but I think it's it's a little bit like misleading as well. Um, and I didn't I didn't want you to go down that road if you were thinking that, um, and you just hadn't said it yet. But um, wait, 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 wait! I'm I'm confused. Wait. So okay, okay. Well, run that back. Run that back to me. So now that like LeBron has the most total points. there were a lot of people saying, and I know you haven't uh, like actually said this yet, but I didn't want you to actually say it uh, eventually. And if if you do believe it, then I guess there's that. But I, I just don't know how you could, um, at least for the all-time scoring leader. Like There's people that are saying LeBron is the greatest scorer ever now because he has the most total points, which isn't true. Because for that to be the case, then how, how would you not have, if you're going to go by that logic, then you would have had to have had Kareem as the greatest scorer ever then Karl Malone as the second best scorer. Then Kobe is the next best scorer. Then Jordan, you know what I mean? Like you'd have to follow in that suit. And, but I, I do. So I, you, and, you I, and, just, and I would. So you think Karl Malone is a better scorer than Michael Jordan too? I, I, I mean, if what we're basing off is points
0: and I'm looking at the points, I mean, it's like I say, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. No, okay. I'm staring at
1: the number. Anyone watching in the comments can, uh, they can give their opinion on that. Cause I feel like I don't, I don't need to go more into detail about that. Um, but, um, and then the last, I guess for a quick rebuttal I'll make is that for me personally, and a big reason why I think Jordan is to go is this has never been a means of who can last the longest or play the longest or play the most or whatever, because to me, both of them are hall of famers. Both of them are some of the greatest players ever, um, you know, at the very least top five players ever, no matter which way you string it. Um, and I know, like, I think Shannon Sharp made a point about this recently, about, like, if you have one guy who finishes the marathon, but he takes two stops in between and then finishes in, or you have one guy who keeps running through or whatever all the way, like, you got to pick the second guy. To me, personally, both these guys have finished the marathon, right? Both of them have finished the marathon. It's just a matter of LeBron keeps running through the tape you know, after it's already finished. So that that's how I see it, at least like that little analogy. Um, you could disagree, but uh, that's just how I see it. So I guess like to get into, though, my points that I was going to make uh, for this part, um, the first thing I will say about Michael Jordan is I didn't really touch more on the playoffs, but in his NBA career, according to, you know, Sports Raid, who tracks all the professional odds from every playoff series, Michael Jordan was 27-0 and zero in a series where he was deemed the odds-on favorite, okay? And LeBron still has a great record as a favorite in the series, but he's at 33-4 and all-time. But, I mean, like, let's think here. If he's won 27 series, and each series, about four or five games, that's more than 100 games, more than an NBA season plus a full playoffs worth. So, to think that he had played – if he had played 10 more playoff series to equal LeBron – um, as the favorite, that he would go like six and four in those series is pretty insane. I mean, ten and zero is what would be, according to the track record. Maybe like nine and one if he played a KD Warriors type of team or something. There was like a situation like that, which that's not something I even hold against LeBron, like losing in like 2018, for example. Um, but that maybe okay, and like there could be a certain situation, but to go six and four, that that just seems unrealistic based on what the track record says. Um, you know, MJ has only shot below 40% from the field once in one playoff series. It was in 1997, the Eastern conference finals against the Miami heat. And he still averaged 30 points a game in that series. They won the series four to one and they eventually won the title. Um, but LeBron has done this four times against the Spurs. No seven, as I said before, 2008 Eastern conference, second round against Boston, uh, 2015 finals against the Warriors and 2015 second round against my bulls. And they lost all these series except the Bulls won, which they still even could have lost that series if it wasn't for a missed excessive timeout call, which was confirmed in the last two-minute report of that game. So Michael Jordan also has outscored 268 of his 269 opposing players in his NBA career in the playoffs. The only guy who outscored him ever was Terry Cummings um, by one single point, okay? Okay that's the same amount that Jason Terry outscored LeBron in the 2011 finals, um, which that doesn't even account for Dirk who scored well more than that, than LeBron in that series. And also doesn't account for Wade who Jordan's never had a teammate that was the primary scorer on his team for a playoff series. Um, and he did so with nearly as many assists and a much better assist to turnover ratio as well. Overall, I mean, that series, it, it plays a huge blemish on I think LeBron's legacy and you can say like, well, he's overcoming stuff. That's fair. Okay. But at the same point, it's like, what, what, what bad series did MJ have to overcome? I think the worst series you can make is his 2015 or his uh, 1995 magic series, maybe, but even then he still was the best player in that series. Shaq even confirmed that. Um, And then also like in 2019 where Jordan in 1995 came back and and push this team into the playoffs. A lot of people forget that because they saw the year before and the Bulls had a pretty good record. They made the second round. So they just assumed they were that same team the next year. Well, they weren't. They were on the brink of missing the playoffs and Jordan led them back into it. Whereas like we got LeBron in uh, 2019 where he said, I'm going to activate playoff mode and they go like three and 13 over a 16 game stretch and they ultimately miss out. And for the most part, I mean... I know they had some knickknack injuries here and there, but other than Lonzo Ball, basically every rotation player played for a decent chunk of those games. Um, So additionally, uh, MJ shoots more than half a percentage better from three in the playoffs as opposed to his regular season. And LeBron drops more than half a percentage in the three-point range uh, in this scenario. So um, I also think when it comes to the playoffs and especially that 95 series, You know, everyone says that he left the game for a year and a half, then three more years. Um, So he should have been in, like, better shape with all that rest or whatever. And as someone who played baseball growing up for 15 years, in fact, for most of my life I've lived, baseball has been my favorite sport, okay? So this is probably one of the dumbest takes I've heard in the whole history of the NBA. And it shows that I think people... Like, their brains have been fried with the load management thing because when you play baseball, the conditioning is, like, a 100 times worse in the MLB as it is as just an outfielder as opposed to an NBA player. And it's even worse probably for a catcher, a pitcher especially, Um, first baseman, third baseman, maybe, like, your inside, like, shortstop, second baseman. But MJ was an outfielder, which probably does require the most condition. But I'm just saying, like, it's nowhere near – as much condition as you need to play professional basketball. Um, and on occasion, he would go back to practice at the facility with Bulls players and stuff, but it's a way different field to do something like that once a day, as opposed to maybe once biweekly. And even that like baseball is a much more game heavy sport than basketball has ever been too. So I don't even know if that opportunity presented itself enough. Um, I can't provide you with exact numbers, how many times you went to go to the arena and like practice or whatever with them. But my best bet is it's nowhere near as much as he was when he was on the team. So that definitely plays a factor. Um, And then to come back from that 21 months later, and then eventually win three more titles in the next three years is an insane accomplishment, right? There's a lot of players today that have never three-peated. He did so after taking like 21 months off and he wasn't even in good shape. And I always hear people say that, oh, Hakeem would have won if, MJ never left or whatever. And maybe he could have as I mean, it'll never, I guess, be proven. But my biggest question is, like, did Hakeem leave for another sport prior to 95, 96? Because conveniently after Jordan got back in NBA condition, he never made the finals again. So that's just something to take into account. Um, And people want to use regular season matchups. And I mean, it never tells the full story. We've seen so many champions that maybe they got swept in the regular season series against a certain team come playoff time, like they sweep the other team or something like that. Um, but personally for me, I mean, it would just be hard to break up the chemistry if they'd won three straight going into a four straight finals and fifth straight, you know, and that Rockets team wouldn't have much experience. I know Hakeem kind of had some, he made the finals like a second year, but a lot of those guys hadn't ever made the finals. So, um, I don't know. I I just think and I'm going to be talking a little bit about Kareem later or not Kareem, Hakeem later. Um, But I guess the last point I'll make right now before I give you the floor again is just um, touching on his competitive nature. And I mean, everyone's always said that Jordan has not only the highest competitive drive in NBA history, but of any athlete ever. And some could argue maybe any human effort. Um, I mean, like, really, I mean, there's there's stories about like ping pong games and stuff and, and golf wagers, whatever, maybe even casinos, I won't deny it. But, um, you know, the point is, like, no matter what he does, where he goes, um, he goes through like any capacity to be better than anyone at whatever it is. I mean, there's stories um about him post-retirement when he was like, you know, being the owner of the Hornets slash Bobcats. Apparently, Michael K. Gilchrist said he beat him one-on-one, you know, and I know Michael K. Gilchrist, like, yeah, he's a bum, he sucks, but this is, like, right after he got drafted second overall. So to think that he was better than the second overall pick in a draft fresh out of when he got drafted, I mean, that's pretty insane. Um, Maybe you could argue that, I guess, MJ is such a bad owner that he intentionally drafted him so that he could – Beat him one on one and prove he's the goat or something. Um, I guess that's fair, but um, I don't know. That would be insane sabotage. But we also got like I don't know if you've seen Bismack Biyombo just a month ago. Um, He kind of made like a similar point. Like he he taught he reflected back on, um, and he played for the Hornets and stuff. And he said like he's seen him play one on one after after games, um, and was taking players out um He would like come into practice, play people one on one, and he would literally just kill them 100. percent That was straight up word for word what uh Mac biombo said. So, and then meanwhile, there's also instances where maybe LeBron, like there's been reports where he played Michael Beasley one on one in practice and ultimately lost. Like, uh, most come of on, bro, you can't <laughs> believe that
0: report, bro. Come on. <laughs> but,
1: oh, okay. So then we can't. You're saying we can't believe any of these reports then, like about the Jordan or whatever. I don't know. Um, The one thing I will say, though, is it just it just adds more fuel to the fire with the Larry Bird quote, or quote, where he said, um, and this was between LeBron and Kobe, but he said, if he wants to have fun, he'll pick LeBron. But if he wants to win, he would pick Kobe. And of course, MJ wasn't in this topic of discussion. But I would assume if he said, okay, sub in Kobe and replace him with um, MJ or something. And if he was re asked the question, he probably wouldn't say the same thing. Like, yeah, I'm I wanting to have fun. Maybe play with LeBron. If I want to win, I'll pick MJ. Because I think personally, like, people probably don't feel as um, driven, like, by LeBron as, a like, a leader in their ear and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, they'll have more fun playing with him because he's more like a, like, get the feel for his teammates type of guy. Whereas MJ, it's like he's going to push you no matter what. He's a baller. Oh, really? MJ is he's a ball hog. again LeBron to get his teammates involved well average a triple double uh, when he played point guard by the way um but no what I will say is he's more in your ear about like you know we're gonna do this you're gonna get to my level you're gonna play with my intensity and I mean what we've seen so far is one of them has resulted in more success than the other I'll give you the floor though now and you can uh respond to that but um yeah yes sir bro yes sir all right so I'll go ahead and
0: yeah run off the rebuttals for that Um, honestly, I gotta, I gotta go off like you, how, like, I I honestly don't, I'm trying to have a hard time putting the words together, but like, how do you genuinely not believe LeBron is the number one scorer or a great, the greatest scorer, if he is the number one scorer of all time? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm not saying like, I'm not trying to say. Michael Jordan isn't a good scorer, or 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 Kobe, or these people aren't aren't a good scorer, But I'm just saying, like, when you take everything into account, because scoring is yes, can you do it in your prime? That that that's a part of scoring. But another part of scoring is, can you make this go longer? Right. I can, I I think about um I think about Russell Westbrook as 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 an example. Right. When Russell Westbrook was young and athletic, blown by everybody and scoring. Well, we all, we all thought this guy was, he was, Oh, he's a Hall of famer. He's that guy. He's that guy. And he got older. He could not transition his game. And what happened? He had an insane drop-off in scoring category. So I think that the transition of LeBron from what he did to what he was, to what he t- is as is, is right now is it's gotta like be, it's gotta play a part in it. And it's gotta be like, help somebody, you know, be like, yeah, all right, cool. Like, I've never seen somebody go from this type of scoring to this type of scoring and still be efficient in it. Like he's been efficient in every type of different, you know, scoring role he's played in. So I guess that was just, just a, a a disbelief that I had in my mind, honestly. But another point that I remember you brought up was um, you, you had brought up about the the Jordan uh, never having another primary scorer, which I agree, but that also plays to the part of one of my, my first point that I made of, Jordan only had to focus on run one role, go get a bucket, go score, go be a bucket. That's all he had to focus on because he had a primary defender on his team to go to hide Jordan. A lot of times to give Jordan a break. A lot of times versus LeBron. He was that defender on the team. He was the guy that would have to go and step up to, 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 to the other team's best defender. So, Cause I agree. Dwayne Wade is a better offensive player than Scottie Pippen. I mean, I mean, Scottie Pippen career, uh, 16 points per game, Dwayne Wade career, 22 points per game. But I would say that Scottie Pippen is leaps and bounds above a defender than Dwayne Wade ever was. Um, so that I, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta bring that point as a rebuttal. So it's like, yes, LeBron had a primary score with him, but he had to also fill both roles of um, the offense and the defense. And then, um, that point that you made of when, when LeBron said in 2019, he was going to, you know, activate playoff mode. Um, I, if I understood your point, right? Like it sounded like you were trying to like compare, you know, LeBron saying like, Oh, you know, I'm going to go in playoff mode and, and Jordan, you know, his playoff winning. But I mean, I think that's just, that's just unfair to compare Alonzo ball, Lakers, <laughs> 2019 Lakers versus Michael Jordan's Chicago's bulls. Like, I just think that that's too like disproportionate things to com- to compare. And then the last rebuttal point that I'll make is you talked about um, Michael Jordan three beating. Man, I think that's insanely impressive. I, I and I, and I don't want people to think like, oh, John doesn't like Jordan or John is speaking down on Jordan. Like, I'm I'm really not. I think it's extremely impressive for the fact that the man goes on a three peat, takes a break, and then comes back and goes on a three peat. Like, that's crazy to think about. But what also I think is crazy to think about, and we should look on the other spectrum of things, is that the fact that you said players don't three peat anymore. And I agree, players don't three peat anymore. The last team uh, to three peat was the Lakers in the in the '01. Um, but the reason why players don't three-peat anymore and the reason why that happens is because the talent level is so much higher is because one year you'll have the, the the Milwaukee Bucks being the best team in the league or the Boston Celtics being the best team in the league. And then the next year, you'll, you'll, you'll have a team like the 76ers who now they could arguably be the best team in the, in the, in the Eastern conference, or you'll have, um, you know, new breakout teams. Um, And, also, I mean, let's just be honest. Like, team players and teams don't repeat anymore because LeBron James, and this is a point that I'm going to bring up later in the, in, in the episode, is LeBron James has impacted the game and changed the game to where you need to have a super team to be in the NBA Finals. Every team that's in the NBA Finals, as of late, has been a super team. During Michael Jordan era, they were good teams. They were not, they, they, they were not a Giannis, uh, Drew Holiday uh, um, Chris Middleton, uh, Brooke Brook Lopez. Uh, that's a that's a super team. LeBron James, Miami Heat. That's a super team. Um, those those the uh, Warrior squad. That's a super team. The Celtics, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. That's two MVP caliber players on a team. That's a super team. But during Michael Jordan's era, there was only one player that was arguably uh, like that. Like we all knew he's that guy. Everybody else just played the roles when. That, that 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 even when you talk about that Suns team, yes, Kevin Johnson was 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 good, was solid, but he was just a role player. Everyone knew the ball and the offense ran through Charles Barkley, just like the Chicago Bulls. Everyone knew Scottie Pippen was good, but he was just a role player at his best. The offense ran through Michael Jordan, but you can't say that about the Bucks. You can't say that about the Celtics. You can't say that about the Warriors. You can't say that about all these teams is because the talent level is so much higher. And that's you know, because LeBron's impact on the, on the game. So that's why players can't three-peat anymore because LeBron set such a high standard and players were like, damn, we need a, three- we need a team up to take this guy down. So um, that is, that is, those are my rebuttal points. So I'll go ahead and get into now um, my, uh, my, you know, my second bit of the argument here. And this won't, be, won't really be kind of too, um, too long. I'll just, I'll just kind of talk about two points here. And um, one of my first points that I'll talk about is just going to be, you know, stats, right? I've said this a couple of times in the episode. Now I've said, man, lie, women lie, but numbers do not lie, man. So right here, w- w- what I have pulled up is um, Michael Jordan and LeBron James is um, per game average for their career for this. So this is for their entire career. And then as we see here, if you're on YouTube, you see it on the screen, If you're on the podcast. Don't you worry about it. We got you family who go r- run it off. Um, Michael Jordan, he did beat LeBron in points. He uh, careered 30, 30 points per game to LeBron's 27. Uh, but literally every other category, LeBron has him beat. In rebounds, LeBron has him beat 7.5 to 6.2 assists. LeBron has him beat 7.3 to 5. Point, uh, to 5.3 steals. Uh, LeBron does not have him beat in, so I, I misspoke. Um, LeBron has 1.5 steals, and Michael Jordan has 2.3 uh, steals. They're both tied up in blocks at 0.8. Uh, LeBron does, a- does average more turnovers at 3.5 to 2- 2.7. Um, they're both averaging around 38 minutes per game. LeBron James is on 50-, 50% from the field versus Michael Jordan's 49. So LeBron James is better there. LeBron James, 34% from the free throw line. Uh, I mean, from the, the three-point line to Michael Jordan's 32. And then Michael Jordan has a beat him out in the free throw category. Um, Michael Jordan, 83 to LeBron James, 74. So Michael Jordan has beat him out in the free throw category in the turnover category, in the steals category, and in the points category, every other category goes to LeBron. So, you know, I definitely um, think that that plays a part in that, you know, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. And that plays a part in, you know, you know uh, versatility. Uh, so I just wanted to get into that. And also, LeBron James does have a career um, better true shooting percentage at 58% to Michael Jordan's 56 and also has a better plus-minus uh, than Michael Jordan, a career plus minus than Michael Jordan, but what I want to get to next is leader is, is is leadership, right? I think LeBron is a better leader than Michael Jordan, and 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 this and this part of my argument is is I'm not gonna lie, it's a bit subjective, because this this can go you know both ways. Um, some people could think that Michael Jordan's leadership styles were the right way, and other people could think that they were the extremely wrong way, right? Um, I mean, when we look at LeBron, LeBron is often praised um, by his NBA peers. Um, about his leadership on and off the court Uh, i mean he's rallied teammates to nba finals and made them better consistently i want to remember i want to remind everyone about that 10-year nba finals run that lebron had and let's just be honest man some of those guys should not have been in the finals um joel anthony timothy mozgov eric snow norris cole matthew delavidova Look, I actually just met Matthew Delvadova yesterday at the Kings game. So he's a super cool guy. So I don't want to speak down, down on him. But I do want to say that these guys were playing big minutes in the NBA finals. You know why? Because LeBron James was able to build them up and make them seem like a good player. Right? I think back to players like the Birdman, Chris Anderson, players that they only had a career. Basically, they only got their name when they were playing with LeBron James, and LeBron James made them look good, so that so that that's why when I want to that's why when I, when I talk about LeBron's leadership is the fact that he makes other players look good. And I'm not saying Michael Jordan isn't a leader, but his leadership style doesn't really make other players look good. His leadership style is like, yo, like you want to win, you want to look good in the end. After you win, you won six championships. Okay, cool. Here, give me the ball, and I'll just I'll just get a win. We'll. We'll uh we'll we'll win and then you'll look good here in the end. Because a lot of a lot of Michael Jordan's teammates have a lot of rings. So if you're just gonna go off rings, some of those guys are should be better than um uh, than than a lot of than a lot of players who are and than like the Reggie Millers, right? Than players who were good but just never got a ring. Um, so, so that's so that that's the point that I wanted to bring up is that like Michael Jordan was a great leader, but I mean like bro he was punching his teammates, right? Like, Steve Kerr, he is super cool about it, but Steve Kerr all, uh, talks about how Michael Jordan punched him in practice. Scott Burnell, um, uh, Bo, like, I'm sure he goes to therapy to this day for what Michael Jordan used to do. him. Michael Jordan used to hound him in and out of practice, in and out of the game. And I mean, I know everybody has, de- you know, they respond to, um, to adversity in different ways, but I'll just say this, man. Punching your teammate is not leadership <laughs> punching your teammate and putting them in that situation is just not leadership. Um, I, I don't care how you want to break it down and look at it. Um, so I'll go ahead and, um, and, and leave it at that. Cause I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and leave my last, um, my, my last couple of points, uh, to the end and then,
1: um, we'll wrap it up. So you can go ahead and run off your rebuttal and then I get to your argument my boy. Yeah. So I- a lot of things I want to touch on right now. Um, I will say the first thing is, I know you're talking about him as an all-time scorer uh, once again, and that was the first thing you said. You're like, how could you not believe this? Um, but um, the one thing I will say is that I think everything is nuanced, and there are some situations that are more favorable than others for using that method. That's This isn't even like a thing that's really necessarily with this debate, but just to use that logic and say like, someone's a better scorer than someone because they have more total points. I mean, come on. Michael Jordan's easily a better scorer than Carl Malone. Like, that that shouldn't even be refuted or anything like that. Yeah, but not um, but not LeBron James, though. But how, how do you know that? You're using the same method that you use for why Carl Malone would be a better scorer than Michael Jordan that you just told me like 20 minutes ago. But I'm also, I'm, using the, I'm also using the eye test, though. We also know LeBron has a bigger bag than Carl Malone. Well, then you might, you might need glasses. (laughs) Um, But uh, no, but I'm just saying like this logic. So it would suggest that like Robert Parrish is a better scorer than Larry Bird, that Chris Paul is a better scorer than Steph Curry, that John Stockton is a better scorer than Bernard King. So you see how it can be flawed in a way, like how it can have its own flaws. Um, And I'm not saying like, okay. I mean, LeBron is a better scorer than all six of those guys that it's named. Um, you know, I mean Curry probably more efficient, but like all all the six of those guys, I would probably say you could definitely argue that LeBron is a better score than all of them, most definitely like guys like Chris Paul and John Stockton. But I'm just saying, like, everything is nuanced, some situations are different, and LeBron has been in a situation where he's been given the keys basically from day one, and he's still had the keys for day 20. I'm not or from year 20, and I'm not taking that away from him because he can, you know, the fact that he can still play at a high level, that's great, but I just think that's something that should be counted for. It's not like a, again, like my same point where I made about like both completed the marathon, but you know, someone runs past the finish line longer or something like that. So, and something else I will say is that like, when you were showing the stats, LeBron probably has never had a true point guard on his team until maybe like 2019, I would argue. And even then, like he had the keys to the offense to be like the main playmaker. Cause I'm looking at guys like Daniel Gibson or Mo Williams or Mario Chalmers or Norris Cole or Kyrie Irving, all those guys, even Kyrie, like even Kyrie, even though he's a point guard, he's not a true point guard, right? Everyone looks at him as like a really like a combo guard that just plays point guard. And the same thing for a lot of those other guys, most of them, they, they're not, they're not Kyrie, of course. Um, you know, Mo Williams could, you know, he could play a little bit and he could play like a combo guard, but the, mo- most of those other guys are just spot up three point shooters uh, for the most part. So, I think it's a little misleading uh, there as well. Um, But the one thing I will say about like LeBron with the playoff mode thing is that he just lies a lot and he sets a lot of unrealistic bars, you know? How about like when he said the not one, not two, not three thing, not four, not five. That's something that's really huge, right? How about, I don't even know if you remember this, but after he lost in 2015 and he made a quote saying, like, I've never seen a team win with less than two all-stars in the same season, like in the finals. And literally the last two times that that had happened was the year before with the Spurs, because they only had one all-star that same season. And then also in 2011, uh, where Dirk was the only all-star that season, right? And I know you could pull up that graphic again and be like, well, these guys were all-stars at one point. But I'm just telling you what he said. In 2016, when he said, I'm still chasing the ghost from Chicago. And then in 2019, when he claimed that he was the GOAT. You know, like, he claimed claimed himself he was the GOAT probably after what was one of his most embarrassing moments in missing the playoffs, right? This is the first time he missed the playoffs in 14 years prior to that. Like, it just doesn't look great. The only thing he would have had on his belt since that point would have been his 2018 playoff run, which ended in a sweep. And although it is a great playoff run, you know, the fact that he got that far, um, you could argue that maybe the competition wasn't quite as great as people make it out to be. But my point is that, like, um, over those three years, I mean, he didn't win any rings. He didn't win any MVPs or anything like that. He didn't win all defensive anything. So it just it's like, what made you think you changed your mind over the last three years, right? Um, and then also like the other thing, like, is this the convenient injuries? And I'm not gonna question his health really, but it just seems convenient at points, like the 2018 finals where you've had the cast on and even like right now, like with the scoring record and stuff too, like he was so healthy the whole way through and then he gets the scoring title. And then all of a sudden he sits out for a few games and then he says, I'm going to play every game and he's injured again. And I'm not going to question him too much because I'm not saying every injury has been like that, but there has been some times where it's like, Hmm, like it's just interesting. Um, You made a few points about super teams that um, have made the finals as a result of, I guess, like LeBron's, decision in 2010 and how it's like changed the league um so just looking at like the last few te- last few years um you know the 2020 finals the miami heat were a super team or in 20 20- in absolutely absolutely really? that team bam wow. out
0: of bio that year was playing absolutely berserk jimmy mm. butler that year was playing out of his mind and the 2021 Suns were a super team Devin Booker, the number one, then DeAndre Aiden, the number one pick who
1: was the Come on. best, the best big out there. Chris Paul. You could argue now that like based the on talent-wise, the Suns are a super team. The Bucks were. The, okay. And here's my thing. I personally, I don't even know if I would classify the Bucks as a super team. Cause to me, this is what it's always been. Like a super team is when you have three all-star caliber players from like the year prior. And they're assembled by way of at least one of them signing on their own will or maybe demanding a trade and they have like a trade request thing and or, um, like a, like a trade veto thing. And it's like, I'm only going to get traded. If you trade me here or something like that. Um, those, that's the only situation I can think of that would make a super team. And really, I mean, the bucks, like they traded for a holiday, but it wasn't from that situation. I mean, Giannis and Middleton, like they drafted Giannis, they traded, my guy, Brandon Jennings, for Middleton, like a decade before that, almost. And, like, by that point, Middleton was like a nobody. Like, when he, when he got traded to Milwaukee, like, he was coming off the bench for the Pistons. And I'm looking at that Heat team, like, I mean, I don't know if that's a super team. No one thought it was a super team when they joined. Um, and same thing, really, with the Suns. I mean, that was a Chris Paul trade. And it wasn't like, uh, like, I'm demanding to get traded here. I, just, I don't even think the Celtics last year um would have been really a super team so Bro,
0: dude, two mvp caliber players doesn't make it a super team well
1: i mean i mean not okay, by I, my, not by okay, my okay. standard no okay okay i guess my um, year standards all right all right so um and i know you talked about true shooting percentage which i think that's something that's more popular popularized today um nobody was weighing it like that in the 90s and stuff like that it was a different game um if they really cared about true shooting percentage and stuff like that and checking their stats every game. I mean, MJ shot above 40% from three before, and even without the shortened line, which I know like he, most LeBron fans are like, Oh, the line was shortened and stuff. He still shot like 38% from three um, without the shortened line, which is really good. In fact, at one point, even uh, I can't remember who was with or without the shortened line, but one year he was a top 10 finisher in three point I mean, percentage not for in his career year. though. Not for his career. But if there was a season, well, is LeBron a top 10 three-point percentage shooter ever? The debate is between LeBron and Jordan. And LeBron is a better three-point and field
0: goal percentage than Jordan for
1: career. Okay, but I, I just said he was a top 10 three-point percentage shooter for a season of his career. But you said not for his career. But now I'm asking, does LeBron have a top 10 three-point percentage for his career then? Like, does he or not? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> okay. Probably okay. not. But, uh,
0: but, but why is that?
1: Eras are different.
0: We are, we got Stephen Curry's, we got Damian Lillard's Curry, I believe shot like 45% or something like that from the three point line. There's nobody doing that back then, because like how you said, errors were different.
1: I mean, that is true. I will. I, I'm just, I'm just asking you because you said career. So I was going to base it off career then for LeBron. Um, a two two more rebuttal things. And then I'll, fin- I'll give my last like main point. But um, I know you mentioned like, Gauskis I mean, he was an all-star both with and without LeBron. So I wouldn't like cut him short, really. Um, I know you're facepalming, but he literally was. Before he LeBron joined the team, he was an all-star and he was also an all-star with him. So you got to give him some credit. He, it's not like he was just like some bum or anything like that. Um, and then also like one thing it's that I kind of thought of when you're uh, bringing up like some of these players is that the Heat After LeBron left in 2014, they were not healthy in 2015. Wade and Bosh were both injured. And then in 2016, Bosh was still hurt, but Wade was healthy, and he led them to the same seed, and he led them just as far as the 1994 Bulls, the first year without Jordan. So everyone that loves to make this point about, like, the, the Bulls or whatever, like, they could do this without Jordan. Well, this same Heat team got just as far, just the same seed and everything as those bulls and really I mean Chris Bosh again was injured if Chris Bosh is healthy he was an all-star that year before he got hurt I'm taking them to beat the Toronto Raptors who I mean you you can sit here like "Mm -mm," but at the same time I know you as a LeBron fan I, I I didn't know you in 2016 but what I will say is you can't sit here and tell me that over those years where LeBron was being the Raptors that you had faith in them in any playoff situation Right. The, so, the
0: Raptors. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And they, they want the Raptors won
1: after LeBron left. Yeah. And I mean, cause they mainly got Kawhi too, but I mean, the other thing is like after LeBron left. So I don't think people would have been taking them in that situation over a championship proven team with Wade and Bosch, both healthy. That's my point. Um, the last thing I will say though, too, is you mentioned like how Jordan punched Steve Kerr and stuff, and it's not a good representation of leadership. Um, I will just ask you real quick. So is walking off the court before a game ends early? Is that a good representation of leadership? No, but much better than punching your own teammate. Mm, Well, okay. You could, you could definitely say that, but Jordan punched Steve Kerr once. And LeBron (laughs) has done this over and over and over again. He's been doing this for a decade now, over a decade now. Right. So that's just something that should be accounted for. Like Jordan could have punched Steve Kerr and been like, you know what? I, sh- I shouldn't have done that. Like that's, that's on me. I don't know what he's going through. He could have very well been thinking that though. My guess is he probably didn't care because that's just who Jordan is. Um, but what, at the same time, like LeBron could have said, you know what? I shouldn't have walked off the court early. That's a bad reflection of my character, but he still does it over and over. And what over about again. Scott? What about the Scott, uh, Scott Burnout? Um, you mentioned like with Scott Burrell, like at that time, he was a young gun, and there's a lot of times in the league where veterans will bully the younger guys. You, I mean, you you probably know it from experience yourself. <laughs> um, like if, with playing, like you always gotta like tease the little kids and stuff like that. So it okay, is what it is. Okay,
0: I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but no, I mean, so those are just my main rebuttals. Um, I do have three points I wanted to make about, um like before, like for my final like argument, really. Um, so what I, so the first thing I will say is, um, you know, influence on the game, you know, I could talk about this so much longer, but I'm going to sum this up a little bit. Everyone wanted to be like Mike growing up. They wanted to replicate his moves. They wanted their tongue out in midair. They wanted to switch the ball between hands, midair. They wanted to try and dunk from the free throw line, even though 99.9% of people would fall on their face. Um, but even though, like, Jordan credits guys like Dr. J for inspiring him uh, to create his basketball craft the way he did. And I like Dr. J. I mean, he's a great guy. So met him in person, actually. Um, the way that Jordan pulled it off was just something that we've never seen before. It was taken to a whole nother level. And, um, you know, he was essentially like the predecessor. Of all the moves you see today from ball handling being off the charts, jump shooting, being off the chart, especially from mid range and a couple of years as well from three. And again, like I said, he was top 10 one year uh, from three point percentage in a season. Uh, Athleticism off the charts. And uh, another area where I really feel he beats. LeBron in his athleticism, too. I mean, his 40 second dash time is already proven faster. His vertical leap is recorded higher or recorded. Yeah, recorded higher. Um, And he's nicknamed Air Jordan for a reason because he could literally hang in midair for literally like a whole second without like hanging on the rim or anything like that or any extra uh, support or anything like that. Like everyone wanted to be like him. And I think that's just something um, huge. And so I guess like my second point will be is that, I mean, if you don't want to take it from me, then you might as well take it from the players. And here's just like a brief sample of, you know, some players that, what they've said as according to, you know, fadeaway world, there's a, a whole list of quotes of what players have actually said. And Larry Bird, who literally compared Jordan to God himself after second year Jeez. in the playoffs. I mean, he said, I would never have called him the greatest I'd ever seen if I didn't mean it. Magic said there's Michael Jordan. And then the rest of us, I know that's a popular one. Alan Iverson said, Mike is the goat and always will be. Even Shaq said the last dance only solidified the argument of who is the greatest of all time. Kevin Durant saying he's one of one. He's God level. He's incomparable. Um, You know, Charles Barkley as well saying it was an honor and privilege to play against him. He's the best I've ever seen. Dwayne Wade, who was a teammate with LeBron during arguably his best years ever saying MJ was chosen to be the goat. And then Jerry West saying he's the best basketball player athlete I've ever seen. Dirk Nowitzki, Kevin Garnett, Um, I mean, I could rattle through a lot of these guys, but Patrick Ewing, Vince Carter. um, One I like on here, too, is Hakeem Olajuwon, who said comparing them isn't fair because Jordan was a far more superior player in a tougher league. Um, You know, he's more creative, it says. That doesn't take away from LeBron because he's a great player, but it's just not a fair comparison because Jordan is just so superior. This is the guy who, again, won two championships between the three P's as well. And he's saying that Jordan is the most superior. Um, You know, Stefan Marbury saying that Jordan isn't from this earth. Carmelo Anthony, this is LeBron's boy on the banana boat saying MJ's the goat. He's the best player of all time. And we all agree with that. That's that's something I like that he put in there. He said we all agree with that, except for John. Um, But um, It's just like, you know, taken from the players. This is what they're saying. And I mean, just to use a recent video, I don't know if you've seen like the the Jimmy High roller video from about five or six months ago before the season, um, he made a video more like hundreds of NBA players, former and current giving their opinion on who's to go. And even though most of the players pulled came from LeBron's era, Jordan received 62% of the votes and LeBron only 27%. And again, most of them played um, before or before Jordan or during LeBron's era or a little bit like, in the midst of, like, after Jordan as well. Um, among the players that were asked that played both Jordan and LeBron, 81.5% of them said Jordan's the GOAT, and only 15% said LeBron. And if you switch that to just teammates, you have 68.5%. Even though, here's what, who was uh, polled. So I did the math. Of the people that are teammates with Jordan and LeBron that were in this study, 68.5% of them uh, were teammates with LeBron. And only thirty one and a half percent were teammates with Jordan, so that's almost two to one ratio of how many people are teammates with LeBron. Yet seventy four percent of these guys picked MJ as the goat. Only twenty two percent picked LeBron. And the only MJ teammate that was listed for LeBron was Scottie Pippen, who a he's changed his goat pick more than his underwear. Right? I mean, he had Jordan and LeBron, then he picked Wilt, then he picked Kareem. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think he said like Bill Russell or something, uh, just summer or something. I have no idea. But, and B, he probably wouldn't be very inclined to pick MJ right now because his son's been trying to get after it with Larsa. I mean, let's, let's be real. So um, I'm not going to go too much further into that situation, but just my point is that taking Scottie Pippen's voice as the best voice probably wouldn't be a great idea. Um, And overall, like most of the players, no matter if it's from this era or the former era or whatever, like I said, most of the people polled from that study were in LeBron's era, and yet most of them were still saying that Michael Jordan uh, is the greatest player of all time. And the last main point I will say is that Jordan's going to live on forever. I mean, the fact that me, you and me right now, we're debating this, should already speak volumes that Michael Jordan was seen as the GOAT from early bird days, let alone everything he accomplished afterwards, and then 30 more years have since passed. And if LeBron has yet to scratch the surface of major awards like rings and finals MVPs and regular season MVPs, defensive awards, and league leader awards, and it's yet to win over the public's opinion in the GOAT debate, then he's not going to have a realistic long-term GOAT case. I mean, I know Kobe had a hot discussion about it. Like, it was a Kobe-LeBron debate for years, right? But it eased up after he retired. And I get that LeBron, in most people's minds, has accomplished more than Kobe. has more trophies than Kobe but he still doesn't have more trophies than Jordan. Um, And the success of the Jordan brand too will only make it harder. I mean, Jordan's net worth is like more than double LeBron's and yet inflation has greatly changed. And yet Jordan wasn't even allowed to make that much money under the salary cap when he did play. In fact, his highest single season salary is still less than what Ben Simmons is getting this year. So that just puts it into perspective, right? And yet he's still worth more, uh, largely because of his brand, his image, Everyone wanted to be like Mike. The shoes, the clutch moments, which I didn't even really talk about his clutch moments in NBA history, but he really has more iconic clutch clutch moments in this debate. Um, and his brand is only going to get bigger over time and faster. Um, you know, as for LeBron, like sure he has some clutch moments too, but most would probably take MJ's game six shot in Utah above LeBron's game seven block. Most people would probably take Jordan's shot versus Cleveland that won them the series. And had he missed, the series would have been over and they would have gone home over LeBron's shot against my Bulls in 2015 or the Magic in 09 that just won them one game and not the series. Or his NBA Finals game winner in 1997, because it's the NBA Finals against Utah in game one over LeBron's shot against Indiana, which only put them up like three, two, I believe, in the series. Um, They just scream iconic louder. And most people would agree with that um the shoes scream iconic louder as well cuz it's just a fashion design it lets you know that you have the power and want to be like mike you know lebron's brand simply isn't um no but simply like the the shoes scream iconic louder because it's a fashion design and it lets you know that you have the power that you want to be like mike and some people feel like mike you know but lebron's brand it's just not that big and even through His story through high school, it's an all-time great one. No one can deny that. But, I mean, the world, like, there's more of a response to Michael Jordan whenever there's any news than there is LeBron. So, again, while he's still playing, this debate can reach its apex point. But once he finishes up, in likely a few years, you're going to see it all start to wash away, piece by piece. And I'll let you go, and you can rebuttal. And then I'll give my, I guess, last rebuttal. But yeah.
0: That's crazy. Gare, so, yeah, brother, there's no way you, <laughs> j- bro. Okay. Okay. Hold on. I, okay. I'm going to, I got some things to rebuttal. So uh, the, the the quotes, like, I mean, like, I feel like that's a hard one because, like, I, I, I mean, I just, I literally just looked up online, like quotes, like NBA players made about, about LeBron. Well, like, it, I,
1: if I could, if I can make one more point, uh, when I was mentioning the percentages with who, how players uh, feel about the, the GOAT debate. Uh, some, a little birdie told me once that men lie, women lie, but numbers. Don't. So, so go ahead. <laughs> All
0: right. So, so, the, so with the, quotes, that was funny. So, with, so with the quotes, right. I, I, I just looked up NBA, play, M, NBA uh, players, uh, like quotes they made about LeBron. And I have mm-hmm. here uh, Scottie Pippen, Kareem, Jalen Brown, Stephen A. Smith, um, uh, Chris Bosch doing weight. So, like, I, I'm, I mean, like, I don't think it would, you know, do me, like, I guess, like, any good to sit here and, like, and, like, read off, like, the quotes. I mean, I think, I, I think you can go both ways for that because it's like quotes are also like you could ask somebody a question and then they can answer it and then you kind of, kind of quote them in that. But, okay, I guess that, that, that's that. The, I needed to touch on, you said LeBron was healthy before the scoring record. You clearly are not watching Lakers games because he it was not healthy before the scoring record. He actually did not pay play in back to backs, like and that, that's the number one thing that pissed me off is um whether whether he, he was closer or not to the score to, to that scoring record. He still was not playing in back to backs. Um and because he was he wasn't healthy and he is 30 freaking eight. Um and then you said um I, I actually I'm gonna just touch on you said about uh you y- Gloskis and okay, cool, he might have been an all-star. That year, but like, let's be honest, bro. Like, that 06 07 Cavs team, like, sucked. Like, they should not have been in the NBA finals. L. LeBron carried them there. I mean, Drew, Drew Gooden, Daniel Gibson, uh, D- Damian Jones, uh, 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 sh- freaking Scott P- uh, Pollard, Eric Snow, um, David Wesley. Like, that, that, that team was, was, was not. So, like, I, I'll give you that point. Like, the might have been, like, solid and, like, all right, maybe I was trying to get on them, but, like, that team was not an NBA finals type team, but LeBron was able to carry them there. And then you said that Dwayne Wade, well, you read off Dwayne Wade's quote when Dwayne Wade said that MJ, you know, was the, 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 the chosen, right? It was chosen. Bro, do you realize that LeBron James, and this, and this is one thing I'm gonna get to in my argument. Do you realize that since seventh grade, okay? Seventh grade, you remember what you were like in seventh grade, right? I think so, yeah. I mean I hope so. so (laughs) A while ago. (laughs) So you remember that. Bro, Mm -hmm. LeBron James in seventh grade has been deemed not by Dwayne Wade, but by the entire world as the chosen one. He and in his freshman year of high school got a tattoo on his back and was put in front of the Sports Illustrated magazine that said the chosen one. Now if that's not the 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 chosen one then what what is? Like so he has been the chosen one not only by like like one or two NBA players I think that like no like the world has deemed him as the chosen one since 7th grade and the crazy part is that he's 38 and he is not let down. There's nothing you could be like wow, LeBron let me down, man. I mean like I mean man, I'm sure if people don't like him they're like, "Oh, I'm, he he let me down. He didn't win all 10 championships." I'm sure there's something like that, but I mean as far as like real like he didn't perform like, man, he's been there, had to wait on his back. So that's another point. It's like, he's just had more pressure, but I just want to touch on this on my last rebuttal point. Then I'll get to my, my, my conclusion of my main argument. You said LeBron James brand
1: isn't big. That
0: is Garrett. That is the, that is blasphemy right there. LeBron yeah, James. I mean, I,
1: no, 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 That's not what I said. I'm, I'm going to just say I, it, it is big, but when you compare it to Michael Jordan's, it doesn't look big. Whoa, look at it. the the numbers again <laughs> okay okay i'll give you like fi-
0: financially the numbers okay i'll give you that and i'll also give you like you know everybody like wants to be like mike but that's changing okay that's changing it's and, and it's and, it, and it's like it's like i tell i tell my brother this all, all the time right my brother's a big soccer fan loves soccer and i don't think i, I don't know if basketball or any sport will like ever really surpass soccer Uh, Because it's just soccer is just so easily played like all around the world. Like, you don't, you could you just everybody has feet and then, you know, you could just be in poverty and barefoot playing soccer. So that's why I'm saying like everyone plays soccer. But basically, I'm saying to say soccer has been the world's biggest sport. okay? but I think since the 21st century, basketball is trying to turn that corner and is really starting to catch up as far as popularity. And what I'm trying to tell you is that, yes, a lot of people and people who are like older now, when when they were kids, they wanted to be like Mike. A lot of people want to be like LeBron nowadays. A lot of the little kids nowadays want to be like LeBron. A lot of the athletes nowadays, and I'm not, I'm talking about the little, little kids who are like in school still. And I'm talking about like the athletes who are, who are in a college and high school or some of these, some of these um, NBA rookies. Go ahead. You could do the research yourself. A lot of them will say, Oh, yeah, I grew up on LeBron. Oh, yeah, I was a big LeBron guy. I grew up on like the people who are around our age, they grew up on LeBron and LeBron is Jordan to them. LeBron is like, the, Oh, I want to be like that. Well, oh, I have been seen that since, since I was a child. And at the end of the day, look, I, this is, a, this is a hard argument to say, but, and I know like to, to you or to somebody else and you guys may, may think otherwise, but like when it's all said and done, like when, when LeBron retires, when Jordan's been retired, when he, time goes by, I, th- I do think LeBron's brand will have a longer legacy than Michael Jordan's brand. And here's why, because of the impact he's had on the game. I understand Michael Jordan's had an impact on the game, but LeBron's had an absurd impact on the game, which I'm actually going to get to. But I think that even if you don't know basketball, even if you don't, you know, sit there and watch um, the Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Houston Rockets on a Thursday afternoon, right? Even if you're not a basketball junkie, you will look up or you will look up like, oh, I wonder who leads the NBA in scoring. And you're just going to see, boom, the name LeBron James. And that is always gonna keep his name, his brand in, in in you know, popular and 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 in the rotation. So I think that like is it not only is his brand huge, I mean it's hard to compare his brand with Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan is NBA players who aren't signed use use his shoes. So like I, I, I feel you on that. But I think that as far as like, you know, when everything goes down, like I'm talking like 50, 60 years down the line when like people who they didn't see LeBron or Michael Jordan play because they're that young. They're just going to know, like, okay, well, like the accolades, man, that man is the number one scorer of all time. Um, but let me get to my last and concluding argument here. Um, so I finished off talking about, uh, you know, leadership. So I'm going to go ahead and get into um, career efficiency, which I won't spend too much time on. We already talked about it. I just kind of wanted to bring up the fact that LeBron was just career more efficient than Michael Jordan from the field and the three-point line. So I don't I honestly don't even want to waste too much time on there. Uh, but also LeBron was more efficient when it mattered most to LeBron had 18 playoff triple doubles to Michael Jordan's two playoff triple doubles and then impact of the game. And that's where I was just talking about, right? So LeBron James had a crazy impact on the way basketball's played today and he's popularized. He's actually been the leader in this whole positionless basketball uh, and players that can kind of Player, you'll have a player like Jokic. So you, you you'll have a player um like a Giannis who can really do a little bit of everything out there. Now, why is that? Because they seen when they were young, they were looking up to who the man who was the position positionless in this, and that was and no that that's LeBron uh, LeBron James. Also, we I touched on this earlier. After LeBron James went to the Heat, that the whole decision thing, he gave power to the players. It it, it was that the ownership had power. It was that the Management have power. But after LeBron did that, he showed the players that, look, if you say you want to team up, you, y- y'all get on the same train, y'all clicked up, Who going to stop you? You're the, you're the product. You're the one that people are paying for. So um, LeBron changed the, changed the game by uh, having giving power to the players. And uh, like I said, you really need about two to three, like, true superstars on your team to uh, be able to win a ring. Um, and then also, just like I mentioned, he's showing young, great athletes that you can be great on and off the court. I mean, I'm I, I'm not gonna sit here and talk about his off the court accomplishments to 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 try to bolster my goat debate, but it is it is you know pretty proven the man has a freaking school, like you know what I'm saying, like that's that's crazy. Um, so his leadership on and off the court is showing a great athlete. It's like, look, man, like you're not supposed to be Allen Iverson. You're not just supposed to go score thirty points and then go freaking rob somebody. Like you're supposed to go score thirty points and then continue to be this great citizen, this great man. And I mean, look, I don't know LeBron James personally, unfortunately, but I will say this. He's had the pressure on him since seventh freaking grade. And you cannot tell me, unless it's some freaking like um, fake article or fake news trying to bash LeBron, you cannot tell me one time where you're like, dang, LeBron got caught with this rape case. Dang, LeBron caught caught cheat on his girl. Dang, LeBron James not being there for his kids. Dang, like, no, there's nothing you could say. So he's just great on and off the court. Um, and I think that that's, you know, the, the, the blueprint for these, for these, for these new athletes. And then also my last point, as far as impact on the game is his, his, him being so outspoken for, you know, social justices, right. Um, the whole thing that he did with the, I can't breathe with wearing the shirts, the whole thing with the voting and getting out there and vote, the whole shut up and dribble thing. So, I mean, LeBron James, I think is just way more just had an impact in the game, um, than Michael Jordan, but And this is what I'm going to end off here with, and then you can go ahead and get into your rebuttal and then we'll wrap it up. Ultimately, I think the debate's going to forever go on, right? Some people are going to say LeBron, some people are going to say Jordan, but you said it. I mean, I said it, then you said it. We've been saying it all show, my boy. Men lie, women lie, but numbers don't. And LeBron James in a career has more career points, more career rebounds, more career assists, more career steals on a better field on a better three-point percentage and field goal percentage. So I'm taking LeBron as my GOAT.
1: Well, what I will say just to that is, you know, you talk about the numbers thing again, but like when I was rattling off like the advanced analytics and everything that MJ finishes above LeBron in, or, you know, the number of championships, the number of finals MVPs, because those, at the end of the day, those are numbers more regular season MVPs, all defensive, you know, the league leader stuff like those are also numbers too. So, I mean, you could say these numbers like point this assists per game and rebounds per game and all that stuff and whatnot. But at the end of the day, like Jordan has a lot of numbers that favor him too. Um, I'm not going to get too much into that though. But I'm, I guess some of my last uh, rebuttaling points is, I know you mentioned some guys like look up to LeBron. And I'm not denying that they do. Uh, I know you mentioned Giannis as one instance, but um, if, if you haven't already, I would recommend maybe that, um, watching the Disney Plus uh, like documentary about him, like in his family, called Rise. Um, and in that documentary, there's a big focus on who he looked up to a lot, and that was Hakeem Olajuwon. Actually, um, that I, I was. I wasn't
0: saying. I wasn't sorry. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, let me fix what I was saying. I wasn't saying Giannis looked up to. So I'm saying mm. LeBron. LeBron made basketball positionless to where players can be like, dang, like. I don't have to just be a big man. I can be a player like Giannis and still be able to dribble the ball down court.
1: One thing I will say about that, too, is one guy LeBron has always given credit to for years, not as much recently, but especially when he was with Miami, he would always give credit to Oscar Robertson about that as well. And I think you could go back. You could go back so far about like some of those type of arguments that I don't know if like maybe LeBron had a big impact on it for a lot of guys this generation but it's like who impacted LeBron, right? This is what I was saying earlier with like Dr. J. It's just that like Jordan revolutionized it to a different level. And I'm not denying that LeBron hasn't to a different level than like the Grand Hills of the world or the Magic Johnsons. But I'm just saying like, it goes both ways here. So it's it's not like much of like anything like pro LeBron and like, oh, Jordan didn't have this or something. Um, but I'm, I'm my go like I'm I'm focusing on what they do on the court. And then off the court, I focus on how much influence they give uh, to these other players in their play styles or whatever. Um, you know, what LeBron does for charities and stuff and other foundations is nice. And if we are basing it on that, I'll definitely give LeBron that edge because I think he's probably, he's contributed to a lot more uh, charities or foundations or whatever organizations than Jordan. Although, you know, MJ supported Chicago, um, especially like, I, I don't remember how long ago it was, but he gave like a big donation to him a while ago. Um, a few times, I think he has the Charlotte he recently made a donation, like of like ten million, to Make a Wish. So, I've seen that. That was like yeah. the biggest one. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he definitely does this stuff too. I mean, he doesn't portray himself probably as the friendliest. So I'm I would give that edge, I guess, to LeBron. But that doesn't like have a huge weight in my goat debate either. Um, and being the chosen one, it's a lot of pressure. And I'm not saying he hasn't achieved expectations or been a letdown. And there's no intended disrespect with like when I said earlier, he's. A certified top five player ever, and like for me, I think he's definitely top three. I currently have him two, but I just don't have him one. I don't think that's like a disrespect or a slate or anything. Um, what I will ask you though is, um, I just had a question because I know you said like it's it's like changing and like what you were saying, like making that comparison with soccer. So like, in what way would you say has it been changing that people like aren't trying to like be like you said like the younger players? or younger people, like they look up to LeBron more. And there's there's definitely going to be some LeBron fans that are younger because it's like, okay, this guy's the most accomplished player currently in the league. Like we want to, like years down the line, we're going to be like, man, like I saw LeBron play live. Like there's a lot of kids like that. Like for me personally, like I was, I mean, literally I was born and there wasn't a whole lot of years where Jordan played after I was born. So it's like, man, like Mike played after I was born. Like that's crazy, right? So, but I will say to you, like, how is it, like changing i guess the way people like don't want to be like mike i'll ask you that
0: yeah it's it's not that people don't want to be like mike but it's that people are people are have seen a new blueprint that's like okay lebron james has been ever since he's young 16 17 stretching eating right doing the doing the i don't know the name but like that ice chamber thing spending millions of dollars on his body doing all of this something that People thought like oh why is lebron doing this why, what the heck but then now he's 38 and he's keep going like i just want to just like real quick just giving an example kendrick perkins was uh, t- uh, he's the same age as lebron which is crazy right <laughs> kendrick perkins mm-hmm. talked about how they were at an aau tournament when they were when they were in they were like 17 18 like around that you know a young age you kind of eat whatever do whatever and he said that all the guys right they were on the team lebron was there all the guys with after the game what were they doing they were going out going to, you know, parties or going doing do whatever, um, eating McDonald's, eating all this and that. And he said, the only guy that wasn't was LeBron. He was the guy going to the room. He was the guy grabbing all his homies saying, yo, like, let's go watch film together. Let's not go out. Let's stretch. LeBron was the only guy eating the veggies. LeBron was the only guy doing the right thing. So I'm just saying like the young players are learning like, oh man, like I can stretch my career and ha- have longevity like LeBron and people are leaning more towards that
1: yeah I mean like see first of all like that stuff like I mean that's just kind of like in a way living life and I know Jordan did that too Kobe did that too um I mean it's not like they're free of that too because I I vividly remember there was a clip that's surfaced um I don't know if it was I think it was for the dream team like it was LeBron and Dwight Howard and uh, Darren Williams in that gas station remember and they were eating together so like I think they were eating McDonald's actually. No, I'm like, not saying he's never did it, but I'm just yeah, saying like yeah. it, it, as a whole, you know. Mm, yeah, no. No, I mean I like I'm not like even if like anyone like did that, like I don't I'm not I'm not gonna say you're gonna criticize LeBron <laughs> in the goat debate because he wants a big Mac. Like, <laughs> that, that's that that's some hater, like hater stuff. Oh, weird. Um, no, or some McNuggets. Um, but no, like anyways, like I will say though, just like people have done that as well like with Kobe I think like growing up for me like Kobe was like more so the guy that a lot of like young people like looked up to um I and he was again like too like one of my favorite players you know me like my favorite guy is D Rose but like Kobe was one of my favorite players growing up too and that was just my era but at, at the end of the day like I'm still sitting here saying Michael Jordan is the GOAT and there were a lot of people that were you know pushing like you know Kobe he, he's the GOAT like for a bit there right I think like It would have been really interesting to see how it would have ended up if he didn't, like, tear his Achilles near the end. Um, But I still most likely, unless something dramatic would have happened, like, probably would still be leaning toward uh, Michael Jordan. But um, And, I mean, this is, like, you got Kobe, who is so influential, like, to, um, you know, at least for, like, my time. And it's, like, people were shooting paper balls and trash cans, and they're, like, Kobe and stuff, right? But um, overall, I think, you know, Jordan's brand, like, his value – compared to like what he earned in the nba like salary wise it's like almost 10 times or a dozen times more than it was like when he was playing whereas like lebron you know he's earned a lot in the nba and that contributes as well to his net worth which his brand is also really big but like the discrepancy there it's about like probably his brand is about two three times as big as he's earned in the nba so i'm just looking at that like 10 times 12 times the difference as opposed to maybe three ish times the difference down the line like i feel like it's gonna start like jumping more you know what i mean so um you know at at this like when when jordan was um lebron's age right now like his brand wasn't worth as much as lebron's is and part of that is inflation but like even to the point where jordan's brand is just going to continue growing even probably when he passes away right like his it, brand's going to keep growing on and on and on probably for the rest of our lifetime right so that, that's that's just why I don't think it's like ever gonna like diminish like that I feel like now it's like established itself as like something huge like that but overall I mean yeah I'm not denying like LeBron has a big brand or that he's um like I said like I think he's the second greatest player ever but I just don't have him as my go. And that's not to say like he's a failure or something like that because or whatever. Like it, him being like the chosen one, like I think people at least expected expected him to eventually lead a team to a championship, especially Cleveland when he got drafted there. It's like, oh, you have to. You got to win it for where you're from and stuff like that. And he did do that. And he's also exceeded that in many other ways. Um, so he's definitely exceeded expectations. But at the same time, so has Michael Jordan. And I, I personally think that Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time and I I mean yeah that's just it's just where I sit I mean I've made my points but I don't know yeah yes sir man yes sir man for for the family out
0: there man not now it's up to you man now the ball is on your court you you've heard what I said you've heard what Gary said man uh we've just been (laughs) look at at the man holding up that Jordan ball (laughs) man so you you've heard what I said man you heard what Gary said you heard both debates man uh, so now, again, like I said, the ball's on your court, man. Let us know who do you got, who's your goat, and, you know, give us a couple reasons as to why. So make sure, man, You, as always, you know, you smash that like button, smash that subscribe button. Uh, go check out my guy Garrett's channel, man. Everything will be in the description down below. Go check him out. I mean, by now, he's a regular on the show, man. You know what I'm saying? That's just my guy. But uh, make sure you go check him out. Go show us some love on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. It's at Clutch Talk Pod. And um, just stay tuned, man, because... We got a lot more coming up um, for these next upcoming weeks. But if that's it, then we out of here, y'all. Let's chalk out.